0: all right this is the next episode of 10 questions and a uh, boy have i got a world premiere exclusive for you guys it's whitney champion and this is her first official podcast out there hi whitney hi <laughs> no no pr- no pressure with that intro right, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, now, the, it, mo, most people that uh, most people that uh, um, have uh, recorded with me, uh, you know, if they've been uh, if they've been nervous or unsure about it beforehand, they've always uh, at the end of it enjoyed doing it. So I, I don't I don't think it would happen any any way else with you too. So I, I think <laughs> we'll have some fun here. So um, so uh, just. What I'm going to go ahead and do is I'll start with uh, what's kind of become my uh, typical normal question uh, to ask first, and that's what is it that actually drew you into technology in the first place? And we're talking like the first time you ever got got your hands on anything.
1: Oh, man. Um, yeah, so growing up, my dad always had a computer at home, mostly for work, but um, he would let me mess with it, you know. and. Um, this, I was always on there playing like the old school like Wheel of Fortune games, like all the the old crappy games on a floppy that were like amazing back in the day. But um, it it that lasted for a while till he finally got a uh, laptop for work. That was God. Looking back now, it had to have been like three inches thick. <laughs> but like at the <laughs> time, at the time it was like it was amazing, and um. I was always like begging him to play with it. And so I was always just curious about, you know, so, um, that just kind of came naturally, but, um, I would figure out how to do things. And, um, as I got older, I would have to do homework on the computer. We got a computer at home, you know, so once I like was on there more often, um, you know, you just, you figure it out the more you use it. Right. And kind of naturally. But, um, when I was about, I don't know, like I guess 12, um, I, we had gotten internet finally, and I found these websites, I don't, it, this wasn't GeoCities, it was like, I don't know if you remember XPage.com? It was kind of, it was kind of along the same lines, but, um, I found those, because a friend of mine in middle school had them, and I was like, oh, it's awesome, I'm like, what are all these sparkly pictures and crazy marquees and all the classic things that we remember? And, uh. <laughs> I wanted to know how to do it, so I started you know picking at it and like right click view source, edit all the things in notepad and try again that kind of thing so it just kind of stemmed from there and and grew into um i wanted to i wanted to host my own website wanted well, to know how to do that you had to learn how to do that, learn how to run a because you know you're thirteen fourteen you don't have an income to, <laughs> to pay for so it it just kind of stemmed naturally, and then um, once I got like into high school and um in college it it took off from there but that was really the the beginning of it and um funny story when i was right before i left for college i still had my um i still had my server hosting my websites in my closet at my mom's house and as i was leaving for college i was like kind of gave my mom a crash course because at the time we had we had a roadrunner I don't know if you're familiar with Roadrunner. I feel like yeah. that all over the place. But um, we had Roadrunner and like, our, it was, our IP didn't change often, but like every time we had a thunderstorm and the power went out, we, mm-hmm. <laughs> the IP changed. So this was before we had every DNS. <laughs> we had to go change the, change the record and all the things. So before I left for college, I was like, well, crap, I'm not going to be able to do that because I'm not going to be at home. I'm not going to know what it is. So I gave my mom a crash course and how to figure that out. Went off to college and, one day I come back and the, the site's down and mom has no idea how to how to resurrect what used to be because it has now been taken down. My site got hacked right before I left for college. from oh. script kitties in uh was it Austria or something or something like that. I forget. But um yeah, so that immediately got me interested in security and how to uh not have that happen again. So <laughs> it, it all took the, you know, the, the natural trajectory. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that yeah. Drops along the way.
0: Oh, I and and I think everybody's story is fairly similar, but uh, it's right. it's always interesting to me to hear the little details of it because the little details are what make the story anyway. Um, it was well you know i sometimes i pick little uh, random why in the heck you ask that question but one, one of the first things in my head as you were telling that story is like what was the first operating system that you used
1: oh god so it, you probably know that i'm a huge linux nerd but um yes. my my first experiences was a lot of us my age anyway like our parents all had windows systems or you know at least in my age group all of our parents had old, like when what was it like Windows 2000, Windows 98, like, mm. uh, so yeah, like what my, the one I had growing up was all, was DOS, but that didn't last long before we moved in my deck. got rid of that one. We got 95, 98, NT, 2000, millen- what was it? Millennium Emmy, Windows Emmy. Oh God. Yep,
0: Millennium edition, like, Yeah, We went
1: through all of the terrible ones, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> kind of made my way through all of them, but, um,
0: I don't want, I almost dare say it's, it sounds, it sounds like uh, you and I are probably very close in age just by hearing that. Yeah. Because it, because that, that, that sounds like a similar pattern. With, because, exactly. you know, yeah. DOS 3.5 was the first operating system that ever yeah. entered my house.
1: Exactly. Yeah. Then high school XP came and that's what I started hosting all my stuff on, which I didn't, I didn't know. Everything I had was a WAMP stack going forward, like for I don't know how many years. And, uh, yeah that was not fun but I, I mean learned a lot but then uh i went to college and graduated to linux so i got started on slackware and uh that was that was that
0: slackware that's the, 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 you know i I've, I've heard so many people say so many good things about slackware Yeah, dude, um, it's a good good place to start why why is it such a good place to start
1: um, I think well, it forces you to learn it, for one thing. It doesn't give you a nice shiny GUI right off the bat. It's not like you're jumping into Gentoo off the deep end either, you know, like you you have some you have some bumpers but but it's it's not like jumping into what is now the Ubuntu desktop, you know. Like
2: right.
1: I went I started off with Slackware and then I did that for, I don't know, probably a year or so. And then I found Fedora and fell in love with all that is Red Hat. But um, it was nice to to get my feet wet and have to kick the tires on something and like actually learn the command line before I got to be able to be lazy. You know, it's nice to figure out how the shit works before you get the shortcuts. And I kind of feel that way, like jumping into any new technology, you know.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it, and uh you know I I you know I had the same thing where I did DOS at first and then I I lost track of all the command line stuff whenever whenever the family moved to Windows <laughs> um, but uh it was, it was. Well, it's it's just there there was there was no need to actively use it at that point in yeah. time with how you know so that you know like, like a majority of people, but yeah. um, it, it was whenever you know I, I've always been uh, somebody that's just you know that's that's dinged around with technology at some level, but uh, one of the one of the first official jobs I had gotten, um, I was working at a working at a shop that mainly um, anything server side they w- were working with uh, with uh, Red Hat and um you know i i realized my love of command line all over again but then but then i'm like okay this this rpm thing is a pain <laughs> in the butt you know the, and, and, and and that's my personality you know be, between rpm or just a you know full-blown uh a full-blown compiling from scratch you know oh. there, there's there's people that do that and they love it i'm i'm Personally, not one of those. So I probably I probably would never be, uh, you know, digging all the way down into assembly or anything like right. that because of it. Um, but but yeah, ended up uh ended up getting into Linux on Red Hat. Um, nice. And the, and then uh, it, it, and then uh, whenever I finally uh, I finally had a chance to uh, make some of those choices myself, um, in the long run. Um, i've been hanging out yeah i've been hanging out under the debian umbrella because um i because i've just i've just always been a fan of how the about of how the apt tool yeah uh, it has just it, ever since i've laid hands on it it's been so well put together yeah right. uh, d- a lot depend-
1: like dependency
0: yeah, d- 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 dependencies, i mean that's d- that's one of the worst parts if you know is hunting down dependencies if you're not aware of them ahead of time yeah it so, still
1: happens but i feel like it's 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 much less i don't
0: know yeah and and, and i i noticed that uh yeah i noticed that uh you know the the whole red chat chain red hat chain um, switching is switching up the package management tools yeah. has seemed yeah. to catch up on that part of it now yeah, yeah dns uh,
1: has had significant improvements yeah mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. And, and of course uh after i after i dove into linux uh for a few years um i actually i actually jumped in on arch before arch put some of the even put some of the little helpers that they have in there now um that that was interesting i that um, i i i learned i learned some good stuff though setting up arch from scratch i I definitely yeah exactly um and you know and if i if i could get get used to the repository uh, the, the way the repositories are a bit different in Arch versus Debian. I probably actually uh, I, I probably would actually be a Manjaro user on a regular basis yep. so, um, um, But hey, I digress <laughs> um, Okay, so uh see, so uh, i i i guess uh you know all the stories going through that does uh angle into i've, I've seen you uh, I've, I've seen you share some pictures on twitter of uh you know your your uh, days whenever you would uh, be at land parties oh god um uh, so I, i'm i i've i never was in any kind of circle like that so i'm only vaguely familiar with <clears throat> with how it's supposed to work but t- t- tell tell those of us that are not really knowledgeable how how land parties were how, what, what's what what was the experience there oh man so to be
1: totally honest I think that whole environment completely saved me in high school um, if I would not be where I am today and I probably not would not have survived high school <laughs> hands down Um, I, I never really fit in with the right crowd. So, um, I had a lot of issues with, with bullies and just, just, you know, the whole mean girl story and and just a whole lot of harassment. And, um, in ninth, ninth grade, like end of ninth grade, beginning of 10th grade, I, um, I found a couple other kids, like three other kids in my computer lab, um, who I always saw them kind of hanging out together in the back, tinkering and messing around and goofing and not really listening to the teacher because surprised they already knew everything she was already explaining, like <laughs> how to use a mouse and how to use word. <laughs> and they're like, this is, this is cake. Give me something real. So, um, I, I kind of took a liking to them just because they were into the same stuff I was into. And, um, it turns out that, they were they helped maintain the school the website for my school and they the teacher was kind of the liaison for that she maintained it and let the kids you know work on it and so that's kind of how I got introduced to them um they you know I became buddies with them and they're like well hey we're having a land party this weekend this was my first one I was and like i like either 2002 or 2001. And um, I was like, well, what the heck is that? <laughs> like, I And I, I didn't have my driver's license at the time. Um, and I was like, well, I don't know how I'm gonna get there. There's no way my mom's gonna just willingly drop me off. They're like, you gotta figure out the logistics here. <laughs> and I don't even know what to tell her when, and they're like, all right, we're gonna go to my buddy's basement. We're gonna play computer games all weekend. I'm like, well, that sounds amazing. Oh, um, <laughs> why not so uh my mom was obviously hesitant at first because i don't know these kids and and i don't know where you're going and and you're staying there for multiple days in somebody's basement but she met my buddy's mom and she was like look they sit down there they drink soda and they shoot each other in video games for like two days and it's, it's, totally, <laughs> it's totally safe but i mean I, we um it was probably seven or eight of us we stayed there i want to say like a friday and a saturday night the whole basement i've got pictures i'll have to find them but the whole basement's scattered in empty soda cans and there's mattresses everywhere just because we kind of crashed wherever we could after we finally after the mountain dew wore off um I didn't have. I couldn't drag the uh, family computer to the first one because that was just a no go. they were like, "Hey, we don't even know where you're going. Uh, we're not gonna let you take the whole computer with you. <laughs> Maybe next time." So, a buddy of mine had another one, and he brought it for me, hooked it all up. I had my own little spot, and um, yeah, we just nerded all weekend. It was awesome. Um, but but the biggest part for for me like out of that was I made a bunch of new friends they were all into the same stuff I was into everybody loved tinkering you know some of them were in development some of them were the the kids that did the website with me um some of them were in totally different like some of one of them uh one of the guys actually I'm still buddies with he uh as a former red hatter also um kind of got me um into that years down the road but it, it just gets you into different circles um you, you just meet different kinds of people you know um mm-hmm. that, was, that was the biggest takeaway for me but you always you always learn something from somebody at all of these like i don't I, my sweet 16 with a land party in my mom's basement <laughs> like i feel like then uh like my senior year of high school my calculus teacher she let us all crash in her basement for 4 days straight and we we didn't leave for 4 days and all we did was game and and tinker and read and like work on our own boxes and you know just whatever we wanted it was it was it was awesome cuz everybody brought something different to the table when you wanted to play games you play games when you wanted to learn somebody was there to teach you new stuff like and that and that grew from high school into college the same kind of community cuz Land parties led to the Alog groups and Gaming Club, and it was it just opened up a whole world of opportunity for me. And and I know for everybody else involved, because it introduced me to everybody I was with at Red Hat. Like just it, everything I'm doing now, I totally owe to going to that very first land party. And and it's it's I'm incredibly grateful that um that I ran into to that when I did
0: that's freaking awesome. I that that's it sounds like the type of group I probably would have uh, I probably would have connected pretty well with in high school myself.
1: Yeah, dude, it's all good people and just it's just like the, you know, the tech the security infosec Twitter whatever you want to call it community is not it's like it's all about sharing knowledge and learning and giving back to the community and and you know, just everybody's everybody wants to grow and you, you make it happen.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so uh, question number three, um, I, I noticed that you've uh, posted before about doing uh, doing a lot of uh, um, secure shell connections uh, off your phone, and <laughs> hey, how, 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 can, can you go through an entire day doing whatever you need to do for work and never touch anything but your phone?
1: I could, but I would rather not um, <laughs> when I'm in a pinch, you know, or, or when I'm at a stoplight or when I'm on, you know, one of uh, uh, it just depends on the situation, how badly I really need to, to do something like, especially when a good example, when we were at um, Black Hat and DEFCON this past year, we had to do nightly rebuilds of our whole lab for next day scenarios to be running in our environments. So I kick off builds from my phone, and um, it, but as far as like heavy command line stuff, where I'm having like, there's no way in hell I want to be doing anything in Vim on my phone.
0: <laughs> it's, oh well, wow, oh wow. Vim on it's the phone.
1: Doable is doable, but it's just the text is so tiny, and it's it's damn near impossible to, to get it to do what, exactly what you want, and and not every website or every app is as mobile friendly as you would hope, even though it says it is, you know. Mm-hmm. So it, it just depends on how badly you want to get it done. But theoretically, I could probably make it through a day, but it would it'll would be tough. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> it definitely it, comes in handy.
0: And, and you said doing Vim on your phone. Have you actually done Vim on your phone?
1: Oh God, yeah, God, I, countless times, yeah. Uh, like, I, I, when I have no choice and something went horribly wrong and you know, or or somebody's in a time crunch and I'm not at home and they really need it now and I'm like, well, I guess I guess that's what's gonna happen. I've got like five VPN clients on here depending on whatever I need. <laughs> it's just you got to get it done. And get it done.
0: Oh, it is, and I, I shudder at it just because just because uh, using VIM, I've never. I've never acclimated to uh, to uh, every single one of the commands in there. I just never have.
1: Well, the good thing is you kind of can't on the phone, so you're left with mostly the basics. Like I use um I use Juice SSH, which is a really badass um SSH client for Android. I don't think they have an iOS one, but for Android, it's it's legit, dude, and it um it, I swear by it. And those guys, they have a really awesome team, but um even still, like you you're not going to be doing any any command line gymnastics unless you've got snippets saved and you really want to sit there and with your phone half an inch from your face when, when you need to it gets the job done. <laughs>
0: um, yeah, wow. Um, yeah, I'm 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 still stuck on even the idea of doing it on the phone. Wow. Um, okay question number four um, you uh, you did uh, mention Def Con there and that brings to mind um, hacker tracker oh. how, how, how did hacker tracker how did that end up coming about originally
1: oh man so um, I started building it in um, 2012 before my daughter was born I was I was pregnant with her I wasn't gonna be able to go to the conference that year um, I This would have been my third year, and I and I was I had totally fall in love with it just because of the community and the people I met, and like it was just a great time, and I learned a ton. But I was bummed I wasn't gonna get to go, and I knew that I had gotten all the pamphlets from the previous years, and I can barely just walk without tripping, and let alone carrying a map and trying to figure out where I'm going. So, um, I've decided to make an android version of the schedule i ran it by um nikita and jack daniel and a couple other folks and and they all and uh they ran it through dt obviously but they all approved it and they're like hey if you want to build it go ahead so i started on it and um funny enough i was started or i was finishing up the i guess the what would call like the v1 um the night i went into labor with my daughter actually i was literally up at like 3 and 4 a.m. counting contractions while I'm waiting for <laughs> Android video to compile. Like, oh. It was, it was, uh, it was quite an event, but um, it was fun, man. It was, it was a really cool project to work on when I couldn't, when I couldn't be there. And it was a way to give back, um, especially since I had had some other folks um, pay it forward to me when I couldn't be there. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Jennifer Manila. She, um, She's actually from this this part of the um. She's a Carolinas too, but um, she's brilliant and she was going to be there that year, and she was like, "Well, hey, I'll send you swag." I was like, "This this is the kind of community I, I don't mind giving back to because everybody kind of goes above and beyond when when you know when they they really don't have to." But um, she sent me a bunch of stuff from DefCon that year, and I was able to get the app out, and um, so. I maintained it for um, a couple of years when Seth Law actually approached me and said, hey, you have the Android version. I would really like to do the iOS version. I was like, all right, well, that's awesome because I have zero capability to get into that right now, and you're really good at it. So perfect match. So he started making the iOS version, um, and we launched both of those. Um, It went really well. There was a lot of hesitancy around it because it's a app for a hacker con and everybody thought we were going to hack your phones and, you know, blah, blah, (laughs) blah. All codes on GitHub, totally safe. We're trustworthy, good humans. So, um, yeah, we've kind of put it all out there and we like take it or leave it. Um, But Defcon made it the official app. I think either the year he started working on it with me or maybe the year after. we ran it for a couple more years. This was all very manual, like, data entry at the time, too, mm-hmm. because this is also before there was like 36 villages, and <laughs> like, <laughs> it got crazy big. And um, it was it was a lot more doable the way we were doing it back then, just manual data entry into like a SQLite database. It was it wasn't fun, but it, it could be done. And um, that that quickly changed over the years and uh chris actually approached me like i want to say like two years later uh at defcon he said hey i i knew you make the app i'd really like to help out and i was like oh well that's awesome because a year later uh i well a year, year or two later i found out that one i was going to be having twins and two i just there was no way i could have kept up with with that going forward like alone so he, he pretty much, um, he rewrote re- re- a lot of it from the ground up um, when he, like well, a couple of years after he came on. So it's a team of us now. It's me, Chris, um, and uh, Seth. And then we've got a guy, Drew, who now does a ton of the data entry, and he's, he's awesome. We've been we've been jamming so many conferences into that lately. It's unbelievable. I like never anticipated that there would be anything outside of DEF CON in it.
0: Okay, so I I know you were uh it's, it's talking about uh it's, it's talking about being pregnant with with both your oldest and then your twins. Um I I I think everybody thinks that your girls are the toast of Infosec Twitter. <laughs> I, 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 everybody that I see that every time they see a picture of your kids, it, it, they're just like, Oh, this, this just makes me smile. Wait, how how does that make you feel to see so many people just like, Hey, this, you know, these kids are cool.
1: Dude, it's hard not to They're, They're pretty. I'm cute. I gotta say. But I mean, it, it's, it's been a wild ride for sure. I mean, I love that everybody loves them, but man, it's, just, I, I never expected to be a parent in the first place. So now I've got these three little girls looking at me, and and I'm smitten. And and I can't blame the rest of the community for loving those little faces, man. It's it's a lot of fun, and I got to, I finally got to take my oldest to um, the B sides here in Charleston this past November, which was, and uh, Maddie Stone was actually the keynote. So. It was really cool to be able to bring her. she got to pick her first lock. she did it a few times and uh there was a bunch of kids there and um we got to hang out have fun get some swag and then she got to see you know a, a badass girl keynote like it was it was a really good experience so it's it's been fun man
0: that's that, that's cool I, and i and i've been i've been seeing uh, it seems like especially in the last year um a lot of parents yeah uh, that are info psych people um introducing uh, introducing their kids to it um you know right, right about similar ages and it's I, I i think it's awesome to see that because i mean heck you know passing down something worth a damn to your kids yeah i mean she might
1: not take to it she might not end up loving it but it's, it's an experience and, and i think it's important to get them to do something different you know
0: yeah, yeah. Whether they do it or not, it's yep. it's it, it's good. It's good lessons and good experience uh, just yep. for them to be able to see that. Exactly. Um, um, okay, so I'm so I'm gonna dive off into some of my more random stuff now. <laughs> um, question number six. Uh, typically, whenever I talk to uh, people that are in the in the southern United States, I've I've got to talk food. I've I've so yeah, totally go got to talk food because it, because it, it's one of those things that that okay you would expect somebody in the south. To have to have certain types of food that that they love, and that's just their go-to's, um, and and it's and it's all good. And of course, you know the whole Paula Deen thing. Yeah, <laughs> there's 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 not enough butter in the world that you can add to any dish, right? Right. Um. Okay. okay so 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 that all being said, do you do you fit that mold, or or are do you uh do you do uh non-southern things with your food? <laughs> So it's kind of
1: weird because I was raised in the South by two total Yankees. My parents are from Maine and New York. So I did not get the Southern experience growing up unless I went to my friend's house. And when I was, I would see biscuits and gravy and I would just, I would be repulsed because it looked Horrible to me. I don't. My mom is was and still is really picky, and it's only gotten worse. So, like, she made the same probably ten things on rotation growing up, <laughs> and none of it was what you would think of like typical Southern food, right? So, when I got older and I left college and moved away to moved down here for work, I um had had to learn how to cook, right, and especially. Having to feed a family, you can't you can't do takeout every night. So <laughs> I learned to cook, and um, but and again, I didn't have any southern influence, uh, so I had to kind of rely on the internet for that. But um, I, I f- forget why why was it? I don't know. Maybe I don't remember what it was that pushed me over the edge to finally try biscuits and gravy. But I finally made it because there's this place in um north carolina that sells sauces it's called nieces and if anybody it's like a cult following like the people that eat this stuff dude it's so good and but um we we can't get it in south carolina you can only get in north carolina and so every time i go back home i'll go buy like 20 bricks of it and stock the deep freezer and so i can have it here to make stuff with but um yeah so Make I love making biscuits. I love making biscuits in gravy. Like, but but there's there's not a whole lot of oh. And the, my mom dated a guy from Tennessee when I was growing up, and he um they made like a really weird version of chili that I kind of picked up on too. Like it's all been stuff that's been kind of passed on from from not family, you know, because I just didn't have that, but. Yeah, like I love making biscuits and and I love making breakfast, but it's kind of like one of those things where it's late at night and and I can't get into the groove to work. So I usually end up baking or cooking and that's usually one of the go-tos is is biscuits or, or something along those lines. but.
0: Yeah, I, I, I was I was about to say I, I I I've seen most of your food pictures show up uh, after the kid pictures have <laughs> in the <Right>. <laughs> So always, I, I don't have
1: time during the day because it's always it's always a rush to get everything else done. And but yeah, I mean, that's kind of my time to unwind and veg out and have drinks and cook and not think about a damn thing for a couple hours. But
0: d- d- I didn't know. I see banana bread the other day?
1: Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. Oh dog forever growing up so I have stolen and tweaked her recipe for for years now and got dude it's so good. But it makes the house smell amazing. It's better than candles, dude. Like <laughs> Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, that's a staple.
2: Being in Carolinas, um, but not having the southern uh traditional uh, food growing up. What's your take on barbecue? Um so Carolinas is very
3: opinionated. There's uh there's different regions depending on where you are in North Carolina, there's different kinds of barbecue in each region. And um I don't know how it works down here in South Carolina actually. Uh have only ever had I guess whatever is subject to Charleston, but um North Carolina is like it, it's kinda like sports, like <laughs> everybody has has a has a side. So where I grew up it was um all the tomato based like sweet barbecue. Um which is, is still my favorite. But when I went to college it was in the mountains in the western side and um it's all vinegar based. And I think the east coast is mustard based. I don't know, but anyway the middle's the best. That's that's the answer to <laughs> question. But um but yeah it was it, it, it's very uh it's a very heavily debated topic and yeah. But I mean, it's, it's pretty damn good, uh, down here too, but yeah, I'm not sure how the, how the rules work down here so much.
2: Yeah, I, I, outside of Jim and Nick's, I've only been to one, uh, local barbecue joint in South Carolina. And, um, it, it was definitely a uh, mustard based sauce that I got, um, it, it, it was it was actually my first experience with a mustard-based sauce, so um, I didn't know how to take it at the time. Uh, yeah, n- Nowadays, if you get a, if you get a decent mustard-based sauce going, I actually I actually do enjoy it. But um, it, it you know I for me I will, I like any and all barbecue at some level. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, okay, so uh, question number seven. Um, are you more of a, uh, book person or a TV movie person? Yeah. So, know. Uh, that's, that's kind of tough. I don't,
3: like I used to read more, uh, I read on planes. Um, but, and I've got a stack of books beside my bed and like half of them I've gotten most of the way through and there's some I still haven't touched yet. Like it's, I'm always too tired now to even crack a book because <laughs> it will put me straight to sleep. But at the same time, like I can't just sit and watch TV unless I'm doing something else. Like I'll watch like maybe one or two episodes of a show, and like late at night, if it's if it's past like 11:00, 11:30, I'll I'll watch something. But yeah, it I can't just veg out anymore. Like I gotta be doing something. So. It's hard for me to sit and and focus on either without having something else to distract me. It's annoying,
2: but <laughs> it is what it is. Um, well, you, you, you talk about uh, you, you talk about needing to be doing something. You just can't sit there. I, I know another one of the another one of the uh, things that um, you do uh, post on Twitter is uh, whenever you go take the runs. Um, is that is that something that's more that's more of a, a a a typical fitness thing? Oh, I oh I need to go do the run for one reason or another. Or is that something that you've just done uh, for you know, for some time? Um, I've been I've been pretty heavy into
3: CrossFit for about four four years now, maybe five but something like that. And um, I I used to go to a, a gym. But I started. I, I don't know if it was just the, my anxiety got worse or what, but and the commute. But I just kind of started shying away from from doing that, and instead, I pretty much built out my whole garage gym. Um, so I work at home. I work out at home, and I've got three kids that come home from daycare and school in the evening. So when I'm when I'm not working, I'm I'm working out or or preparing for, for them for the next day, you know, I've, I've, there's very little downtime. So that has become my, my downtime and, um, it's incredibly necessary for stress relief, for relaxation, just to get away from the computer and, and, and outside and vitamin D and just doing something else, you know, um, it, it's, it's. Absolutely necessary at this point. It started out as like a I I want to just start taking care better care of myself, but um, it's grown into absolute necessity. So, um, if I'm not running, I'm in the I'm in the gym. But it it also I've found that like similar to I see I don't I know I don't get enough sleep, so I my brain doesn't usually get a chance to to reset like it should. But I've noticed that whenever I whenever I'm working out or I'm running, like I have time to think about projects I have time to think about things away from the computer and like my mind resets and I think clearly and and it's really it's really proven helpful in that regard so I might I might not get enough sleep and I might not take the best care of myself and probably every other way but but that has definitely um that has definitely helped so yeah okay yeah it's
2: it's just a big reset button well, it and, and that that's that, that's always good to hear. Um you know, I I I think uh I think I'm starting to hear in general more and more people that that they do use it um as a as a way to relax as a way to uh you know, as a, as a way to distract themselves and, you know, that, that way their brain doesn't take over you know, too much and uh you know, I mean in the long run, if it works, it works, and that's great. Yeah, yeah, all I mean, right. Especially with
3: especially with kids, you know, like you yeah. gotta have a you gotta have a release.
0: Whether
3: well, stress from work or stress from
2: kids, you gotta <laughs> you gotta have something else. Well, but, I, yeah. I see. I, I saw um, I saw your conversation the other day. I think uh, I think it was more with Tim uh, Malcolm vetter than anybody else, but talking about you know t- talking about uh um you know having the twins first versus having the twins second yeah. how uh, how uh, tough that can be some days and uh yeah to be perfectly honest i i don't know how anybody does more than one i only have one and uh between my kid and everything else going on. Some days it feels like I'm, I'm almost about to lose my grip. So,
3: Yeah. I mean, I totally a normal feeling. Like I felt the same way with one, you know, it's just, you only know what you've experienced, like it, it, it feels very much like, like you're losing your shit sometimes, but mm-hmm. we, we press on.
2: Yeah. Okay. Um, question number nine um so let's say you're throwing a dinner party got you and three guests and the three guests that can that you can invite one of them is somebody you know from twitter one of them is a um is a uh, important historical figure and one of them is a current celebrity who would you be inviting and why Oh, man, see, this is going to be tough for me because I'm so bad at stuff like this.
3: I don't keep up with anything current. (laughs) Uh, Well, just remember, there's
2: not a wrong answer for a question like
3: this. No, I know, but I'm just bad at thinking of stuff like this. Uh, Historical and then celebrity and then somebody from Twitter.
2: Yep.
3: Oh, man. Um, Historical... Yeah, I should
2: have done better in high school on this one. I'm so bad. Um, yeah. Well, in the in the long run, yeah. So, so, something that uh that, that that people don't even think about all the time with uh historical is that you can say historical and you can literally mean yesterday. Because technically, yesterday is yesterday, right?
3: Technically. I mean,
2: for Twitter, I'm, I'm gonna
3: go. I gotta go with uh, Katie mazares She's she's a badass, and I love running into her. And she's brilliant and 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 hilarious. She's she's awesome. Um, definitely one of my favorite people to to run into at any conference or or anything. Um, celebrity, I gotta say John Stewart actually, or I don't know. It'd be a tie between him and, and probably Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> to tie mm-hmm. between the two of those, but but both super smart, funny, uh, and oh man, I don't know about historical. Hmm, I'm telling you, the blank. We're gonna have to come back.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's that's perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. Um, no, I, I've I, I've every time I've used that question, I've gotten uh, I've gotten a uh, uh, interesting different assortment of uh, of answers there. So hey, I I get it. I get it. <laughs> um, okay, so. Uh, that takes us to uh, question ten. And um, much as I have a standard opening question, I have I've have a, a standard closing question these days as well. And um, what is both the best advice and the worst advice that you've ever received? Um. So I gotta say,
3: probably the, the best advice is actually from my dad, and and I've. I think I've, I've told this to a couple other people and, um, he told me growing up, he said, he said, Whitney always have a firm handshake, always carry a knife and always have a solid backup plan and backup plan, meaning like career wise, life wise, like just kind of in general. But, um, he helped me write my first resume and got me, he got me in the right mindset for being independent and taking care of myself and making sure I always, you know, had the right foot forward and was always prepared pretty much, you know? So, um, that hands down, ever since I was probably 13 or 14, that's that's been the best advice I've ever been given him. And I got to credit that to him. Um, worst advice, I gotta say, um was probably when I was at my first job out of college uh I was down I moved to Charleston to work for Honeywell. I was a government contractor before I worked for the navy and um I was at Honeywell for about a year and i i I liked the work but um it was there was weird politics around it how this government land. but um I was getting pulled in another direction to to work for the navy um and and instead of being a contractor, so I moved over to the navy and um when I was there uh my lead basically told me he said you know you should he said, you should really make sure that you that you don't hop around in in your in your like in your roles too much like basically find something and stick to it and and kind of just stay the course, and this is the same uh, project lead that tried to push me into a project management and not at all technical position, um, like, a year and a half out of college. <laughs> <laughs> and I was having no part of it because it, it I'm like, I mean, he's he was my mentor for that whole first year, but to have him tell me this, I'm like, Are you kidding me? Like that doesn't sound right at all. Like y- you probably have a lot of experience under your belt, but this doesn't really align with anything that I had in my mind because I don't know what I want to do yet. I mean, I knew I wanted to be in security and Linux and, and anything technical I could get my hands on, but I don't know what that looks like yet. I don't know what industry looks like yet. I was twenty, twenty-two, twenty-three, 23, and like it was bizarre to me to be told that, but it, it kind of stuck with me for a little bit when I was when I was at, in the, uh, working for the Navy, and I was there for about a year, and I was putting up with a lot of crap that I sh- I probably shouldn't have even put up with for as long as I did. But I kept hearing that in the back of my head, like you got to stick it out, you need to stay because what, what another project might come along that you like better than the one you're doing now. Like you're you're getting a lot of good work experience under your belt, but the day i left and and that opened up a whole new a whole new avenue of of like my career changed in a huge way after that because of the decisions i made in the places i went after that so uh, yeah one yeah definitely the worst piece of advice was to to stay put because you never know you just don't know what you don't know right especially when you're younger and um i was i was I'm very glad that I did not take his advice because <laughs> I wouldn't have bounced around a couple of times. I did to really find what I wanted to be doing, where I fit, what I'm good at, what what I don't want to be doing. You know, like it takes a while to learn those things, and and it might take some wrong decisions or or places that you rather would not have worked at. But it, it you know, that's it is what you make it. So. I, um, I'm thankful that I, that I found the path that I did, but, yeah, by all means, <laughs> I would not say that staying the course is always the right, um,
2: the right
3: choice.
2: Yeah, yeah g- going with your gut is sometimes not, not overrated enough.
3: Right, you know, exactly.
2: It, 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 you
3: know when you're not happy, you know when you're not growing, you know when you're stagnant and, and not in a good place. And to move on whether you've been there for one year or five like yeah you what's know, well, the right
2: I, choice for you uh, oh i i even had uh one point whenever i was out of work and i actually I, I actually got offered a decent job but something about it i was just like this doesn't feel right it doesn't yep. and uh and uh you know, to, to this day, of course, I'm like, okay, you know, what if I had taken that job? You know, how how would it have changed, you know, what track it created at that point in time? But um, but uh, I don't find myself really saying what if about about that one. Exactly. I'm like, hey, yeah. you know, go into go the gut pool is a good thing in that case. Yeah. Um, I got to know, where did the handle come from? Sharkstack? Uh-huh. Oh, God. Um,
3: funny enough, I was actually given that when I was in middle school. <laughs> I've been short my whole life. So, um, yeah, I just... One of my really good friends was... We were standing in line in the hallway one day, and he looked at... He, he was... Like, looking back now, he was really tall for his age, too. But he looked down at me and just tapped me on the head, and he's like, "You're short. You're a short stack. That's your name from now on, <laughs> and uh, it stuck. So a couple of years later, when um, I graduated from X Pages and GeoCities and Angel Fire and all the things, I, my dad bought me a uh, domain for my birthday in like 2000, I think, mm-hmm. or 2001, and I bought shortstack.com and made it official.
2: Stuck so, with it ever since.
3: Like. And then I and then I lost that one, so somebody squatted on it and bought it out from underneath, so then it turned to dot net but yeah in shorts Jackson it's short like twelve. That
2: that's that's awesome. That's awesome. All right. Well that's that that's the end of the uh the official questions plus one bonus round question. Um I I I must say like like I thought it would end up being this has been a Perfectly lovely conversation. I, I've enjoyed the stories. Um, yeah, hey, it, it, it has been. It is just. It's been wonderful to talk to you. Nice. Yeah, likewise. And it's been. It was fun,
3: and I'm glad. I glad that. So, thank you for asking. me. Appreciate it.
2: Of course, and thank everybody for listening. And uh, if you are listening, yes, I just decided to randomly drop this um, because I thought it was too fun of a conversation to hold on to. Um, So yeah, I hope you enjoyed and uh, hope you listen to uh, the next one that's coming up soon. Thank you.